We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 18th, 2009. Right on the cusp now of going into the abominable term of Obama as President of the United States, and we're talking about this inauguration abomination subject. Let's continue on and uh, regard to this to kind of summarize some of the things. So this inauguration regarding Obama, the list is significant regarding the things that are surrounding this, and we're going to get further into this also as well. Uh, number one, we have a gay Episcopalian bishop. We have a liberal woman uh, preacher as uh, disciples of Christ. She's going to give one of the uh, sermons. We have purpose-driven Council Foreign Relation member Rick Warren, one new One World Government or One World Religious System Pied Piper Rick Warren. He's going to be there. And we also have the black civil rights, uh, pro-homosexual uh, activist and uh, preacher Lowry, the reverend. I love how they have reverend. Give me a break. One professor believed that this list of very different Christian leaders holds great significance to understanding the future direction of the Obama administration. Sean Casey, an ethics professor at Wesley Theological Seminary in Washington, who served as an Obama campaign advisor, said... The diverse choice of ministers is a precursor of what the administration is going to look like. Absolutely. We're getting a glimpse into what's, you know, what's to come. Bishop Robinson was particularly galling in an email he sent out bragging about his role. Now this is this Vicky. Vicky Robinson, the Episcopal bishop, gay guy. This is the one that left his family and was an alcoholic. Okay, he said, quote, in an email to his friends posted on the website of, it's called Episcopal Cafe. Robinson wrote that it will be my great honor to be there representing the Episcopal Church, the people of New Hampshire, and all of us in the gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgendered community. End of quote. Well, isn't that special? Yeah, that's what he said. He's proud, man. These 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 sodomites, they get they get all full of pride and welled up. Mm-mm. Since America's already experiencing the same prophesied slippage into accepting the gay lifestyle of Sodom and Gomorrah, we should not be too shocked by the remarks of Bishop Robinson or President elect Obama's action, but Bishop Robinson is only a small part of the overall picture of the prophesied apostasy of the Christian church. While the news story focuses only on America, the apostasy is occurring all across the globe. As the Apostle Paul stated in 2 Thessalonians 2, the Antichrist cannot arise until the Christian church slips completely into apostasy. Okay, There will be a falling away and then that wicked will be revealed. That's the verse he's in reference to. There will be a falling away and the wicked will be revealed. So this falling away, which is derived from the word apostia in um, the Bible... That's what we're talking about. The falling away of the church. Okay? The apostasy of the church. The wicked, meaning the Antichrist, is getting ready to be revealed. How much further can we fall away? What, what, more, what more do we got to do now? <laughs> to, in God's eyes, to, 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 to show God that yes, we want the Antichrist to be revealed. I mean, uh, not, not born again remnant Christians, but I'm saying... The rest of the pseudo-church is basically begging for the Antichrist to come through their own actions. That's the ironic part about this. Now, here we go again. 
WashingtonPost.com. Uh, this is an article entitled, A Rush of Spiritual Outreach and Spirited Partying. This was just from January 11th of this year by Michael Boorstein of the Washington Post. And uh, saying they see a spiritual nature to Barack Obama's inauguration, dozens of area churches and other faith groups are planning an unusual rush of activities to mark the occasion. From assisting food banks, and again, this is part of that, you know, they're going to profess they did this or they did that, and, and we did all these good works and we cast out devils and we... They're doing the same thing here. See, we're good people because we assist with food banks. We, we do this and we do that. Yes, we deny God in every other way, but we're doing these works and that way we're earning our way to heaven. And God's going to say to them, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, I never knew you. So from assisting food banks to Bible lectures on public policy to hosting hundreds of out-of-town church members. Okay, these churches are... are uh, you know, gearing up for this. For the people involved, many of whom are mainline Protestants, the events are unprecedented. Religion, his, religion historians and local faith leaders say they can't remember anything similar for a presidential inauguration. Plans sound more like those for a mission trip than a political swearing in. What kind of mission trip? What, to go to get all the ungodly saved and convert? Oh, no, no. To yoke up with the ungodly, to participate with them, to come in union with them. Which is expressly forbidden by the Bible. But they don't really care because they, they threw out the Bible a long time ago. The largest effort is being made by the United Methodists. The, the, well, they should say the United Methodist 501c3 corporate church whores sold their souls to the devil. Hirelings. They're hirelings. They are, what, what is a hireling? Somebody that does it for the money? They have no true love for the sheep. See, those that, the, the, the ones that aren't hirelings are willing to lay down their life for the sheep. What I'm doing today could get me killed. This teaching right here could get me a bullet in my head, prison time, torture, and death. That's the days we're going into. Do I love you enough to tell you the truth? I'm not, I'm not saying that because I want to be exalted. Okay? I view this as my reasonable service. That's it. That's it. I, I, I view it nothing more than my reasonable service. There may come a time very soon I may not be able to do this. Okay? That's why I said people email me and they're, they're, um, you can download these sermons onto your computer. I suggest if you're going to do that, you download them and you save them to an external hard drive. They come along to Sermon Audio and they say, pull this guy's stuff, he's, he's this and he's that. I'm out of there. And they may try to block every effort for me to get my sermons back up on the internet. Just remember though, they're all YouTubed on, on, uh, they're all archived on YouTube as well. If you do a keyword search for Dr. Scott Johnson, you'll find my Avion Flu things and, and you'll find several people that have archived the, uh, the teachings. 10-minute segments. I don't know if it's up on Google or not. You know, and I'm not saying I'm the be-all, end-all source of truth either. You know, there's a lot of people putting out truth. Uh, I'm just saying, if, if it were to happen, you know. And I'm not saying it's going to right next week or anything like that. But it's just that seeing what they're going to try to do as soon as they get in office. And how they're so, you know, this change dot 
O-R-G or whatever their main website. You know, I don't think Obama's going to mess around. I just have a feeling that I don't think he's going to mess around. He is going to try to bring about this change as quickly as possible. I understand he is under orders from his Illuminati handlers, and he is like a puppet on a string. But I really believe they want to ratchet things up for 2009 in a lot of different ways. The, our sins have, have gone under the heavens, and God is, is pretty much just about ready to lift that restraining hand that's been keeping back all this evil. He who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, and then that wicked shall be revealed, the Antichrist. The restraining force is getting ready to be lifted. And it's been, you know, obviously, there's been more wickedness coming, but I'm talking about, it's going to probably going to be like a floodgate here. So, the largest effort is being made by the United Methodists. They should be so proud of themselves. 501c3 corporate churches whose church, city churches are hosting such workshops as, quote, Earth Care and Justice for All. Now remember, this is an article promoting this. This isn't a Christian. It's from the Washington Post. And the youth choirs from across the country and urging dozens of regional churches to focus on the theme of rebirth from the book of Ezekiel next Sunday. How could you possibly bring the Bible into this? Because the Bible condemns this. But they've got a way of actually bringing the scriptures into this? To justify this? Do you know how many scriptures they have to ignore in order to do that? A lot of times people get hung up on this or that and they'll, they'll want to debate a point. And you know what comes to my mind so much of the times when I get into debates with them is that do you realize how many verses you're having to ignore in order to justify your unbiblical, twisted, theological position? classic. This is how cults get started. They ignore a large portion and twist the small scriptures taken out of context. You know how many cults have been started that way? Biblic, I mean, Bible cults that are based supposedly on the Bible. But then they always end up having their extra biblical prophecies and their visions or whatever, or their angelic inspirations and things of this nature where they add to the word of God. I don't want to add to the word of God. Just read the end of the book of Revelation. They that add to the words of this book, I'll add to them, to them the plagues. And they that take away the words of the book of this prophecy, I'll take away their part out of the book of life. I would be very, very, very careful about that. About messing with the word of God. I really don't want to get my, my name taken out of the book of life. It says that that will happen. That's between God and them. I don't want to take away from the word of God. I just want to leave it the way it is. And read it. It's, it's second to last verse in the, in the Bible. So, going further, a Soka Gaudi Buddhist center in, north, in the northwest will be open all day. This is during the inauguration. Saying it sees the inauguration as a teaching moment for Buddhists. The interfaith, and they're waiting for Maitreya Buddha. They're waiting for the fifth Buddha, who is also called Maitreya Buddha, to come back. They've already erected, like, a, it was like a 100, 150 foot, whatever, stat, 10 stories high or something. Statue, I talked about that, um, a little bit mentioned that, they're waiting for the fifth Buddha, and that's what this uh, devil betrayer, Lord Betrayer guy says that he is, he's the fifth Buddha, he's the Messiah, he is the, the Messiah the Jews are waiting for, he's the fifth Buddha the Buddhists are waiting for, he's, the, he's Krishna that the Hindus are waiting for, he is Jesus Christ incarnate that the Christians are waiting for, and he's also Imam Mani, who the Muslims are waiting for, he's all that in one package. He's like the wrestling star, Lex Luger. He's the total package. Sorry. Anyway, so, yeah, he says he's all that in one. So, And who better to point to this coming 
Antichrist than a guy like Barack Obama, who's probably the most popular guy on the planet right now overall. Overall. People in other countries worship him like a god, just like people in America do. They're under his spell, and I mean that literally. Then, when you have all the digital cable boxes kicking in, and the sound of silence technology that I did a whole teaching on, when you have all the technology coming in, and then things like Project Bluebeam, where they can project holographic images in the sky of your respective Messiah coming back, and they can beam things telepathically into your head, and that's exactly how Maitreus says he's going to come. And then Maitreus advertising right now on TV, Nancy Grace, Rush Limbaugh, the History Channel, Anderson Cooper, there's one more, Wall Street Journal. Once a week now I'm getting someone else telling me their jaw just dropped because they just heard the Maitreya commercial on that minute commercial where it says there's going to appear a, a bright light in the sky both day and night for one week and then after that Maitreya is going to do a major interview with an uh, American TV station. He's going to get your attention with this light in the sky for seven days and seven nights. A line, sign, and wonder. That's how he's coming. With a line, sign, and wonder. Now, whether he's the Antichrist or whether he's going to point to the Antichrist, all I'm telling you is on his United Nations sponsored website, he's saying he is all those things rolled up into one. How much higher can he point to if he's saying he is all that in one? I don't know. If he's not the Antichrist, he's going to play a major part. That's all I'm saying. He's going to play a major part. I, I, I will say that. And this plan has been laid since the like the 70s. They've announced this. They announced it in a full page ad. And uh, was the Wall Street Journal or or the New York Times or whatever. I saw the actual ad. Nonetta brought it in in the early 80s, like 83. They announced if they had their way, we would have had George Orwell's 1984. But God, in His mercy, pushed it back. Pushed it back also to show them to be the fools that they are. They're not in control. They were in control. We would have all been under this a long time ago. They would have done wiped out, you know, a lot of the people they wanted to get rid of. Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne. It's something you've got to always remember when you're dealing with this information. It's so easy to get your eyes on the situation and off the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't do it. Going further... The Interfaith Conference of the Metropolitan Washington calls it a special opportunity for interfaith dialogue by placing visitors in homes of people of another faith. Oh, isn't that great? Let's commingle. Let's share our, our respective faiths that are going to get us straight to hell so we can become twice the child of hell. Understand this. The coming one world religion is going to be a compilation. It's going to be a combination of different Various and sundry religions. That's what it's going to be. It's not going to just be Catholicism. That may be the main mantle because they're the most, from a logistics standpoint, they're the most qualified one for the great whore to come under. Sure. The Pope being, you know, most likely the false prophet. And again, I'm not going to get super dogmatic about this, okay? Yes, I believe he's the most likely candidate for false prophet. Yes, okay. But I'm not going to sit here and, and want to get into some big, long theology. I don't have time for that anymore. We're going to know soon enough. We're going to know soon enough about the pre-trip rapture, too, aren't we? <laughs> we're going to know, know about that real soon. I don't want to argue about it. I really don't. I don't. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. 
we're going to know real soon a lot of things that that people have pegged and pinned their whole hope and existence on. The pre-trib rapture, so many people have put all their hope in that, thinking, I ain't going to have to suffer, I don't got to worry about any of this stuff, because I'll be out of here before any of it happens. Oh, okay, that's a great attitude to have. Yeah, that's great. Just so you don't really care if everybody else is going to hell, as long as you get saved. I don't know, that's not really bearing that great a fruit, I don't think. I'm sorry. You know, greater love no man hath than this, and he laid down his life for his friend. These types, it doesn't sound like you would really even think about a thought like that. You know, I just understand, where's your mindset at here? Even if you believe in pre-trip rapture, don't you want to take as many people with you to heaven as you can? Don't you want to stand at the judgment seat of Christ and, and, and be rewarded and not be saved, yet so as by fire? Because that's some of the people that the judgment seat of Christ, it says, will be saved, yet so as by fire. They're going to have all their rewards burned up because they were wood, hay, and stubble. And they were not gold, silver, and precious stones. What they did were done under their own works, for their own glory. Look at me. When they gave, they didn't let their right hand not know what their left hand's doing. And I'm not saying you can always give that way. But when possible, you don't give to be seen among men, because the Bible says, Verily you have your reward. As a man purposes in his heart, so let him give. I've done a whole teaching on tithing, on the biblical concept of giving on the new testament biblical concept of giving we're not under old testament levitical law doesn't mean we're not supposed to still give okay doesn't mean that at all but let's just look at it from a new testament biblical perspective as a man of purpose in his heart so let him give okay and a lot of times that's more than 10 percent. so it's not an excuse well i'll give one percent i purposed it in my heart well okay that's between you and god okay and, and I'm just saying that, that, you know, giving is a, is a biblical concept, okay? Giving unto others. Doing unto others as you'd have done unto yourself. Okay, which is basically the essence of the golden rule. That comes in a lot of different forms. It just doesn't come in money. You could give of your time. You could give of your efforts. You could give of so many different things. Your talents. What talents has God given you? Well, he doesn't want you to squander and, and bury your talent. Read the read the parable of the talents. He didn't really. I wouldn't call the guy that buried his talent. That wasn't much of a reward. Being thrown in prison and having to, you know, uh, that's not nothing I want to be a part of. So anyway, just some things to think about in regard to this subject. So let's go further. Uh, the Interfaith Conference of the Metropolitan Washington calls it a quote special opportunity for interfaith dialogue. By placing visitors in homes of people of another faith. Well, interfaith dialogue. What, what, is, what is the point of all this? What is the point of this? We are one. And all these things that they're talking about. The, the coming one world government. Well, the point is, is bringing us into the one world religion of Antichrist. See, if, for argument's sake, this devil betray a character shows up. This star shows up in the sky for seven days and seven nights. And, and that's up to God. God determines if he's going to let him pull that thing off. But remember, he's going to come with all lying signs and wonders and miracles and everybody's going to wonder after the beast. That's going to be pretty impressive. David Copperfield can't, can't arrange that. He can't arrange no worldwide light in the sky for seven days, seven nights, both day and night. That's super bright. None of those magicians can do that. But God's going to let this happen. Remember, he's letting it happen. 
and its deception and its miracles and its lying signs and wonders. And Jesus said, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. What are the Catholics obsessed with? Signs and wonders. What are almost all religions obsessed with? Signs and wonders. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. That's what he said to Thomas. Thomas was like, unless I put my hand in the wound and these types, I won't believe. And then when Jesus finally did appear, and he, okay, here, go ahead, he says, but blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed. Why? Your reward's greater when you haven't seen it. I've never seen Jesus Christ manifest in the flesh in front of me. Probably kill me if I did. Or anything like a lot of people claim. Not saying that, that if they've had a spiritual encounter, that's evil. I'm not saying that. Okay, just remember, try the spirits. They be of God. They confess the Lord Jesus Christ in the flesh and these types of things. You know, some woman angel appears to you with wings and a halo. You better know that ain't of God. And I've done a whole study on, on angels. Women angels with wings. You can just key in angels in the keyword search box. That's totally unbiblical. The only time a woman angel with wings ever mentioned in the Bible, it's considered an abomination. It's clearly in the Bible. But yet somebody like my mom or whatever, who's, who's new age and unsaved, just love those women angels. Oh, these are my protectors. They're, they're demons. You're bringing a curse into your house. Get rid of that garbage. The Godhead is not like unto gold and silver and stone. The Bible says that clearly. Or graven art. All these pictures of Jesus. You know what? You know what? Um, when Jesus, a, a lot of times people are saying one of the ascended masters that are going to come back. Guess what his name is? Master Jesus. Guess what he looks like? All those pictures of Jesus that came from the Catholic churches. Do you know how many Christians are going to fall or Pseudo-Christians are going to fall for that just because he looks like him? Why? Because they're looking after a lying sign and wonder. And they have, they've thrown out the Bible and they never believed it anyway. They never, they never took a stand on the Word of God. Never. Oh, it's him. It has to be him. The falling away that's coming is... It's going to be a sight to behold. It's going to be unbelievable. Going back to this article, it says Washington's Methodist churches are hosting people from across the country and holding blood drives. Oh, see, look, look at all the good works we've done in your name, Lord. Oh, yes. Depart from me, ye that worketh iniquity. I never knew you. Blood drives for Obama. Performances of out-of-town choirs and lectures on, quote, the politics of Jesus in the gospel. All under the under the name of the inauguration week in Obama. Oh man, what a sickening mess we're in. We've heard, and this goes on, the quote from Donna Clay Claycomb Sokol, pastor of Mount Vernon Place United Methodist Church in Massachusetts. So another woman pastor. Yes, a woman called to the ministry. She's a woman of the cloth. Well, sorry, the Bible totally contradicts that whole concept, totally. I'm sorry, but it's very clear. Biblical qualifications for a pastor. Just see my sermon on husband of one wife, not wife of one husband. We And again, I'm not being chauvinistic, I'm saying what the Word of God says, okay? I have nothing against women, okay? We've heard so much about hope in this campaign. This is a quote from this woman pastor. And I think the church has always been a place where hope has been. Hope. What kind of hope can Obama give you? The only hope you have if you follow that man is death and hell. 
For people, here she goes on to say, for people of faith, we put it in a God who turns this world upside down and who is always changing things. He doesn't change his word though. And the Bible says, I am the Lord thy God, I changeth not. He doesn't change. His word is set. Forever, O Lord, Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's settled. It's black and white and it's settled. She's wanting Mr. Flip-Floppy God. It's not going to happen. She wants a God to suit her whims. I just, I don't understand how somebody could get in the ministry and get this far off track. I don't understand that. I, I still don't understand it. I don't think I ever will. For people of faith, I mean, I understand. I was deceived when I first got saved, charismatic, the whole nine yards, radical, Pentecostal. But God led me out of it. In his mercy, he led me out of it. I don't understand. I don't, I don't want to sit here and act like I'm so much better either. It just doesn't add up. I, the, the prince of this world has blinded their eyes that they do not see, is all I can say. They've willingly went over to the devil's camp, and he's blinded their eyes. Of whom a man has overcome, the same he has brought into bondage. They've been overcome, they've been brought into bondage, and they don't even see it. They, they think that they're doing good and they're doing evil. They think that they're serving God and they're serving Satan. That is how extreme it has become. 20 years ago, there was more, you could say there's more gray in this issue. There were, it was, it was harder to be as dogmatic as I sit here today and state these things because things weren't near as flagrant. But now they are. It, unfortunately, it's made my job so much easier as things get more, you know, evil, it's easier to say, listen, how can you say that's not evil? Maybe 20 years ago there couldn't have been debate about this or that, but now it's not that way anymore. Well, God's black and white. He's going to shake everything that can be shaken, that that which cannot be shaken will remain. So she goes on to say, um, God's always changing things and always eager for things to be changed. No, he's not. He is God and he changeth not. If we're going to change and go away from our sin, but not if we're going to change even more and go more further into wickedness. That's what she's talking about. Then she says, that's so much the message of this new president. Change. What does that mean, change? The only change we're going to have is toward wickedness. That's the kind of change he's talking about. Randall Balmer, a Columbia University historian of American religion, said he never heard of faith groups organizing like this for an inauguration and noted that he was invited to speak about religion and the presidency the night of the inauguration at a church in Manhattan. I've never had that sort of invite, he said. So he is this historian of American religion. Okay. I'm sure he's pompous. The previous inaugural agenda for many houses of worship has been simply to offer a prayer for the incoming president. But this year, church groups feel inspired to witness the swearing in themselves. Why? Why would they want to witness this abomination? Or abomination? Why? What, what would compel them? What, to go there? And I can understand, like I did at Todd Bentley's, I went there and I prayed against it. Yeah, I would encourage as many Christians as possible to write with God to go there and do that. I really would. I, I mean, I've seen that move mountains. I'm serious. Todd Bentley's tents were down, and I'm not saying this to lift up myself. There was me and another man there, another Christian, 
We prayed for five hours straight, essentially. I mean, we took some breaks. There was so much lunacy going on there at Todd Bentley. Do you realize in two days that tent was down? And it wasn't scheduled to go down for another 21. And and within that 21-day period, the, the truth came out about him cheating on his wife. He openly admitted it, and he asked her for a divorce, and he was done. Two praying Christians. I didn't see anyone else there that I could say was, was you mean, normally, because I wasn't, I wasn't fellowshipping with anyone else when I was there. I wasn't like, hey, yeah, slapping hands and, and holding hands. and uh, Uh-uh. If they said stand up, I didn't stand up. I sat, I sat down. If they said hold hands, I didn't hold hands. I don't want to be yoked up with them. I pray to God they get saved. Uh, tents were down in two days. Within, within I'd say, two weeks all the scandal, he was done. You can move mountains with prayer. You can. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I'm not calling myself Mr. Righteous or Mr. Perfect. I'm just telling you what happened. Now, I'm not anything special. If we had, my word, a hundred Christians go there and be on site praying against this abomination, It's amazing to think what could be accomplished. And maybe maybe that's going to happen. I don't know. So, if we go further, um, everyone needs to know, okay, this is Mark Miller, choir director from New Jersey, who is bringing a group of spiritual singers called the Young Persons Justice Chorale. Oh, good, they have that Western theme. Uh, a name they picked for the trip. So they've got their, their choir and they're, they're, they think they're doing God's service. And they're going to go there. And So this choir director says, Everyone needs to know that they are loved and part of God's family. No, they're not. No, they're not. Not those that reject Jesus Christ. They're not. I'm sorry. If you reject Jesus Christ, you're going to burn in hell. And I love you enough to tell you the truth. The Bible talks about his will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. Okay, and these types of things. But this message of this unconditional love God, we never talk about his judgment. We never talk about living holy. We never do any of that. This is the problem. Yes, God is a God of love. Yes, that's one aspect of his personality. But we shouldn't be focusing on that aspect. We need to be focusing on the other. Obviously, we don't get enough of that. We don't have any fear of God at all. And there's all these things connected with blessings and the fear of God. The, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. The beginning of knowledge is the fear of God. The beginning of understanding is the fear of God. Just look in Proverbs. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him. There is more blessings connected with fear of God than any other thing in the Bible. I, from my research... Oh, but we can't preach on that. That's not popular. It might affect our tithes, and, and we might not be able to run our 501c3 corporation church uh, efficiently. And I might have to take a pay cut in my salary. And I might be despised of all men. Oh, well, your life's not a popularity contest as a Christian. Blessed are ye when all men revile you and persecute you and hate you for my name's sake. For great is your reward. Blessed. Jesus Christ said, I think not I came to bring peace, but a sword. And a man's house and a man's enemies will be they of his own household. Mother against daughter, father against son. These types of things. 
It's not something we strive for to pick fights with everybody. It's going to happen, though, if you're a Christian. I mean, if you're, if you're a born-again Christian, you've been saved for years, and you still got all the same buddies that you have before, or a woman, and you still got all the same friends, and there's, there's no conviction of sin on, on their part when they're around you, and you act just like them, you need to rethink things. Your presence should be changing them. I don't have any of my old friends. I'm sorry, I don't. And it doesn't mean I think I'm better. I'm just saying, I don't. All my ones from college, high school, they avoid me like the plague. I don't try to shove anything down their throat. I really don't. When I see them, I don't try to, I don't, I don't think Jesus Christ did that. I don't think he came up and tried to force convert somebody right there. I don't, I'm not, I believe you need to be led of the Spirit. And as he opens the doors, you open the doors. But they all know where I'm coming from. I've sent them tracts, I've wrote them letters, I've talked, you know. Man, they don't want nothing to do with me. But, you know, it's not just that. It's that I really believe the spirits that they're controlled by sense the Holy Spirit lives inside you. And it repulses them many times. I'm not saying every time. But in today's day and age, happens a lot. I'm just, I'm telling you observations I've seen from, from interacting with people. So, if we go further, most of the church groups represent liberal philosophies. And their members say they were inspired by what they perceived as Obama's nearly spiritual way of speaking. So what? The Antichrist is going to come with all lying signs and wonders and sound real spiritual. Lord Maitreya sounds real spiritual. Who cares? Well, that's not the acid test. For, for if it's of God or if it's not, it's the word of God. His nearly spiritual way of speaking, it's very spiritual, I admit it. People go to his things, they get under his spell, of whom the man is overcome, the same he's brought into bondage. Well, now we have one man overcoming a large portion of America and the world, and they're brought into his bondage. They're under his spell. Many faith groups are celebrating in more ways. On January 17th, there was a youth Inaugural ball at Shiloh Baptist Church in Shaw. Baptist Church. Another one I came out of. Shiloh Baptist Church. Which advertises respectable hip-hop and R&B music. Rhythm and blues and hip-hop. Yeah, respectable though. It's it's God-fearing hip-hop, right? It's Christian music. There is no such thing as Christian rock, Christian hip-hop, any of that garbage. Those people have the standards. They look just like the other people that do it in the world. Except it's more of an abomination. At least they're being honest about it. They're not trying to candy coat it with a layer of God mixed in with the thing. Well, we need to look and act like the world to reach the world. No, we don't. No, we don't. There's no biblical precedence for that. Sorry. I just I explained that earlier. And then, then they've got their t-shirt and tails ball. So they wear t-shirt and, what, like a jacket with tails? To benefit Bishop Walker, Episcopal School of Southwest Washington. And then, <clears throat> the Historic Synagogue's Benefit Concert. 43 songs for the 43 U.S. Presidents. Bands for the Lands. A Conservation and Social Responsibility Group. On, on January 18th, the sold-out... It sold out for $250 a ticket, African American Church Inaugural Ball, and Ohev Sholom's National National Inaugural Jewish Ball. These are all different things going on across America to honor 
Barack Obama's inauguration, all under the name of God and religion. Several Muslim groups are hosting a black tie ball January 19th for 500. 500 people. Some groups view the inauguration as a spiritual outreach opportunity, but not necessarily one in line with Obama's views. Oh, well, glad we got that cleared up. Lutheran churches are organizing special community service efforts. Episcopal churches are hosting inauguration watching gatherings. And Church of Christ um, scientists, Church of Christ scientists, two DC churches will be open. I, I'm saying this to confirm to you what I'm talking about here. That the churches are either absolutely, totally, 100% supporting this and in league, which obviously a large percentage are, and the ones that aren't are just silent for the most part, about it. Why? Because if they speak up about anything politically related, they'll get their 501c3 status revoked and they won't be able, then they won't be a corporation anymore and they won't be, the parishioners won't be able to write things off on their taxes so that they can be seen of all men. Verily, they have the reward though. They'll lose that tax, they'll lose their subsidies from the government. Oh my, no, we couldn't have that. That wouldn't be God's will. How pathetic. John Bunyan, you know, the whole the, the whole thing with Pilgrim's Progress, he wouldn't even take a license to preach. I don't I don't believe there's any precedent for that either. Good enough for him to go to jail for. Not now, no, we gotta have licenses and, and corporate veils and, and you know the board of directors or the deacons and the CEO is the pastor, and that's how they designate it. If you don't designate it in your church paperwork, the IRS will do it for you. CEO is the pastor. I'm not making this up. And the board of directors are the deacons of the corporation that you're in. Oh, how biblical. Yeah, well, I guess that would have made Jesus the CEO and the, and the, and the apostles the board of directors of their church corporation. Yeah, we got a lot of biblical precedents for that. And then, it, and then they go on to say, we're not proselytizing. We're adding that meaningful pause said Jenny Kirkpatrick, a longtime member of the Church of Christ on 16th and 1st near the White House. The new president needs help from the people. And that's what this lady was saying in the checkout line the other day. I heard her. She says, yeah, we just do like the Barack says and we just all do our part and, and, and we just all chip in and do our fair share. Okay, so let's switch gears now. Let's, let's see what the, the homosexuals were, were planning. Uh, they are planning this, and they are going to be doing this, but this was really out in the open. Okay, World Daily Net. This is entitled, Pig Sex Orgy Set for Inaugural Week. I'm not making this up. Christian Ministry Documents Homosexual Washington Party Plan. This is from January 15th, three days ago. A homosexual pig sex orgy has been planned at Washington Hotel just as the traditional inaugural party season. This year, honoring President-elect Barack Obama is beginning, according to a Christian group that ministers to homosexuals. The report comes from Peter LaBarbera at Americans for Truth About Homosexuality. It's ATAF, as I'll just refer to it as ATAF. Americans for Truth About Homosexuality. I'm on their email list. And this man obtained the information via email from a source within the homosexual community. He got this firsthand and confirmed it firsthand. The email warned that only people on the email list and the pre-approved would be admitted to this homosexual orgy. This 
this, and this is quoting from the email, it says, this maneuvers, they, they, homosexuals, just so you know, speak in code much of the time. They have their own little hand signals, they have their own little code, their own little ways of talking um, uh, to one another, and that way they can identify one another more readily and more easily. And they'll say things that a normal person wouldn't think anything two things about, but the other homosexual, if he is one, will know what he's talking about. So, they say, this maneuvers is a private and invitation-only event. It will be held at nearby Doubletree Hotel, located at 1515 Rhode Island Avenue Northwest, Washington, D.C. Go to the second floor, which is where all the convention rooms are, said the instructions. This email came from Fort Trough, like a pig trough. Uh, Fort Trough Mal Maneuvers Organization, according to the ATF. Uh, this It's also quoted, we've got a killer lineup of demos. I'm not sure. A lot of this stuff is talking about their perversions. They're lining up. I edited this. I didn't even, there was stuff in here I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even speak. Okay, so I edited a lot of stuff out. Okay. We've got a killer lineup of demos, including super-skilled rope bondage, sounds played, and flogging. So it's this S&M bondage thing they're going to have, okay? Um, live music and sound is going to be provided by the Black Party DJ, Rich King. So you can, I, 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 I edited all this out, but that you can blank to the beat, and they list like four different things that are so disgusting that I'm not even going to put it in here. But just... Just know that it's the most perverse thing you could ever conceive. Okay? And I'm not even saying go there in your mind. I'm saying it would be the most perverse thing you could ever conceive. That you could do with another man could do with another man. And they're openly flaunting this. In a public setting, in a conference room, at a major hotel in Washington, D.C. To celebrate the inauguration. And they dubbed it as the pig sex orgy. Among a variety of features were a bondage Cross. I wonder if and I wonder if that's in um, uh, as a um, mockery of Jesus Christ being on the cross. That probably would be because they every time that the the sodomites can do it, they they mock Jesus Christ every time they can. They portray him. They have plays where they portray Jesus Christ as a homosexual, leading the other twelve apostles who they were say were homosexuals. Oh yeah, they do this stuff. Fire and brimstone. I believe it may be coming again. I really do. Maybe it won't come in that form. I don't know. But I always know God's God's judgment brings good fruit. I'm not telling anybody in my listeners, go and kill anybody or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying God. I'm saying if it be his will. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. And that all men will see and fear and declare the work of God. And they will wisely consider of his doing. And the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall rejoice. And all the upright in heart shall glory. That's the end of Psalm 64. That's what it says. When God shoots at them with an arrow. Always a positive thing. When wicked... Listen, if somebody's wicked and they've crossed the line, and I believe most... The homosexuals would fall in it. They've been given over to a reprobate mind. Okay, and again, that's between them and God. But if they've crossed the line and all they're going to do with the rest of their life is take more people to hell with them and rot more wickedness and defile more people, wouldn't it be better if God judged them in this lifetime and deal with them now that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God and they would wisely consider of his doing that many people would get right and great fear would fall upon people? Wouldn't it be better if he did that than him just letting them get away with it and letting them 
prosper in their sin. I'm talking common sense here. Just this is common sense if you think about it. Just not preached very many places. So, among a variety of features at this pig sex orgy were a bondage cross, a flogging station. The next thing I'm not even going to say. La Barbera said references to these despicable, disgusting acts refer to specific homosexual behaviors, which he explains graphically on his website. Now, listen, I'm not encouraging you to go up on his website so you can see graphical explanations of these things. It's just the most... I'm looking at pictures here of devices that they're going to bring in. These are images of of devices to be made available at the Washington Party for Homosexuals. They've got things that... They've got toilet seats. They look like toilet seats lined up with pillows underneath the toilet seats. Why would there be a pillow under there? Well, I'm sure you can figure that out. Then they've got these bondage stations where they've got, they, they look to be leather things hanging, and, and, I, and there's, there's, there's all this toilet paper around that, uh, it's so disgusting, I, I, I can't even, it's, it's so grievous and disgusting, it, it's, it's not even a, uh, I mean, how, how could God, I, it's, it's incomprehensible he hasn't already judged us. Maybe he's just been waiting for this. I don't know. I, I, he's truly long-suffering is all I can say. But he is also, they are also storing up the wrath. They're, they're, it's like the, the, it's like, think of a floodgate. Think of, a, think of a, a dam that's holding back water. And think of the water as sin. And as the sin increases and increases and increases, it gets to a critical point where the floodgate can't hold, the dam can't hold anymore, and it comes down. That's what's coming. I mean, just look at the book of Revelations. So, then it goes on to say, doors are open at 10 p.m. and will close at 12 midnight. So you have this two-hour window where the sodomites can get in there. So no admission after 12 o'clock. Play continues until 4 a.m., said the email. The requirements, after said, to be invited to this disgusting thing... You have to be masculine, friendly, and ready to play. Spectators who want to run their mouths and socialize are not welcome at this event. We are here to enjoy the company of men. I I don't, again, I'm sorry, I just, I can't, this doesn't compute to me. It doesn't. The company of men. That is the most unmasculine, unmanly thing you could possibly ever, ever, ever do. And then it goes on, the urban, the online urban dictionary defines pig sex as outrageously dirty, uh, male bondage, all kind of stuff. I'm not even going to mention these things. It's just nasty. It's, it's as gross as you could possibly ever conceive in your head. And that's what they revel in. And that's exactly what they were doing in Sodom and Gomorrah. And they're glorying in their shame. And they're doing it all. And they're so happy because Obama's going to be in there. And they know that they're going to get a free pass. And they know that they're going to get protection to live this type of lifestyle. And not, not only that, but it'll be a federal crime to even speak out against this garbage. La Barbera, La Barbera said, hotel confirmed... The hotel confirmed Malmaneuvers has booked three second floor conference rooms for three days. 
which starting with Saturday night's events would accumulate on Inauguration Day. Tuesday, the hotel offered a discount for rooms for people attending the event. So they're going to start, um, they started last night, or, or actually, thank God this got canceled. Okay, just so you know. At least it got canceled here. They probably moved it someplace else. But there was enough public outcry to the hotel that this actually got canceled. So praise God, enough people called in. I know I put this out on my list. Enough people called in and got it canceled. But I'm sure that they tried to have some other plan B. We're really, what they're trying to do is they're seeing how much they can get away with. They may have... They may have thought, hey, we're going to try to push the envelope. We've never been able to get away with this before. And if it gets canceled, hey, it gets canceled. We'll just go someplace else. But, but praise the Lord, it did get canceled, at least here. The, these repulsive behaviors should not occur in private, much less in conference rooms at a hotel used by the public. AFTA's warning said. He also included a telephone number for the Doubletree Hotel, encouraging people to urge the Hilton chain. Hilton owns the Doubletree. So they've got a lot of standards. Um, to get out of the perversion business altogether, the events reported are being held in concert with the annual Mid-Atlantic Leather Weekend, three days of sadomasochistic celebration in Washington. So they've got this Leather Weekend going on at the same time. Now, a lady wrote me uh, named Susan, and, and I'm just going to read the first line here. And she said, I believe events such as this are ritualistic in such a way as to open doorways to the demonic. You're right. You're absolutely right, and that's absolutely... A lot of these people that do this are high-level occultists. Because if you're in high-level occultism, one of the requirements, if you want to get to the top, is you have to be as debased and debauched as possible. Aleister Crowley confirmed that. Many high-level occultists will tell you, you have to participate in homosexual activities, and then you get into every other perversion you can imagine. Bestiality, men with men, men with animals, uh, men with children. Defiling everything around you because that's Satan's main goal, to defile humanity and God's creation. That is a requirement if you want to get to the high-level ranks of occultism. And when these types of things are going on, you are opening demonic doorways. And the devils are flooding in. It's going to be like, an example I could give you is when the bottomless pit is open in Revelation and all the, you know, locusts and these types of things. That is an example. The, the, the angels, these nasty fallen angels chained in the river Euphrates that it talks about. And this is why they have that CERN, that that, um, that big super collider they have over in Europe. Okay, They're trying to open doorways to the demonic. And praise the Lord, that thing got, uh, it, it broke soon after. I think there was enough Christians praying against that. And it, and, and it malfunctioned, and they're not even going to be opened up until, I believe until June. I put out an email recently on it. They're shut down until about June. Or maybe... I don't know if they've advanced the timetable any. But that is going to be one of the main reasons they've got that, is to open doorways to the demonic. It's well known. Okay, They have the God of Shiva of destruction out in front of the, the, um, their offices there for that CERN super collider over in Europe. Shiva is the God of destruction. That is the goal. When you're releasing demonic entities, fallen angels, or whatever they're opening up, you wonder why it's getting so wicked? That has a lot to do with it. In fact, that has just about everything to do with it. As women and men participate in these um, particularly sexual 
things that are of a perverted nature, there's probably no greater way other than flat out witchcraft to invoke these things into our dimension. You wonder why it's getting so evil. That's a big, gigantic reason right there. Sin will beget this. And God is letting man have what man is asking for. He's letting, he's letting us have it our way. Okay, you want your change, I'll, I'll let you, you have it. For a time. For a time. That's why it's so bad. That's why it's getting worse every day. But it doesn't mean we, don't keep, we, we quit fighting. You know, we fight all the harder. So, uh, this uh, AFTA previously had reported on these leather events held annually at the Palmer House Hilton. Here we go with Hilton again in Chicago. And has criticized the company for its long history of enabling and profiting off the hyper promiscuous leather movement. And these are guys that dress up in leather and, and they act like bikers and, and they're gay and they, you know, it's just sickening. Uh, they have their leather movement by hosting the annual sadomasochistic International Mr. Leather Conference. What is, this is just sickening to, to even report on this. Uh, AFTA said he contacted Washington Hotel sales director Felix Barreras, who confirmed that the Doubletree had a legal and binding contract with this Malmaneuvers. This is the, this is the gay group that, that rented out the conference rooms. Legal and binding contract Doubletree has with them. But the spokesman said he knew nothing about any sex events playing there. Oh no, he had no idea what was going to happen there. He thought they were all going to go play patty cake and tiddlywinks. That's all. What do you think, you're going to have a Bible study? <sighs> satanic Bible study, maybe. Get old Anton LaVey's satanic Bible out and have, yeah, that, that's about the only Bible study they're going to have. Oh, my word. Um, and then he said, such events could not be held in the hotel's conference rooms because they're a public space. Please, give me a break. There's people within the Hilton organization that are sympathetic to this movement that are that. Just like Walt Disney, I don't know if you know this, but the upper management of Disney is 60% homosexual. And that's why Disney's so wicked and so evil. And I have been planning on doing a teaching on them for a long time. I just... These other current events push things aside. Uh, that's all it is. They just have sympathy within the homosexual community. They're, they're, they've got people on the inside. And this is one of the main goals of the homosexual community. To infiltrate upper level business, upper level politics, upper, upper level places of influence. They don't have to worry about paying to raise kids or things like that unless they're going to gay adopt. And so, generally speaking, they have more money than the average person. And they take that money and they use it for the most perverted means possible and to also advance their agenda because they are of their father the devil and of his works they will do. It's as simple as that. So, going further, uh, the spokesman Felix Barreras told AFTA the contact for the rooms was handled like any other piece of business. The hotel did not respond to a separate World Daily Net request for a comment. Barreras said, Sex is not allowed in public areas, and it, and it could pose a health hazard to other guests. Oh, really? Uh, this is an article entitled, The Double Talk from Doubletree. Klingenschmidt uncovers hotels' lies about orgy. Uh, I'm just going to read a brief excerpt from this. This is a statement by Liberty Council's Matt Barber 
And he says it's simply inexcusable that Doubletree would place at risk the health of its staff, future guests, by facilitating this orgy in rooms where food is served. Continued Barber, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Statistics established that men who have sex with other men suffer infection from various forms of communicable diseases, such as hepatitis, HIV, AIDS, at an astronomical rate. Lower income hotel staff will be tasked ostensibly under the penalty of job loss with cleaning up the various forms of potentially infectious biological waste left behind. Praise the Lord, this was at least canceled at this hotel. Obama, during his campaign, and since the election, repeatedly has affirmed his support for homosexual rights, and his aides have said they expect him to announce that he will soon lift the ban on open homosexuality in the U.S. military almost as soon as he is sworn into office. These are things that are of utmost importance for this devil. World Daily Net also reported that Labaria, Sorry, I can't say that name very well. And others documented public homosexual sex events at the annual Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco. Uh, this is AFTA's comment. They said, it's no coincidence that the man who took it upon himself four years ago to illegally and radically redefine marriage, Mayor Newsom, now enthusiastically welcomes the Folsom Street Fair with its public depravities, an event that makes San Francisco a subject of ridicule the world over. The festival... In San Francisco, which is like, you know, the gay capital of the world. No, I think they said actually now Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv might be the gay capital. I I, I don't know. They have that annual gay thing every year. And Tel Aviv is one of the main places in Israel. Uh, But it's no, uh, the festival which celebrates deviant sex, including homosexual activities, has turned in recent years into a day-long showing of nudity and public sex acts with promotions of unnatural and pornographic all on the streets of San Francisco, with formal approval of this mayor. Entry signs to the fair say that nudity is illegal, but thousands of people took advantage of the fact that nudity and decency laws were not enforced by police. Of course they're not. Uh, Probably a lot of the police force are homosexuals anyway, in San Francisco at least. Uh, Said after his report in the 2008 event, so anyway, that, that's all I'm going to say about that. I probably said too much as it was, but I want people to understand the type of depravity that's surrounding this inauguration. I think it's, I think it's um, important we understand uh, what's going on here. Now, um, let's see here how much I got left. Uh, I think, oh boy, <laughs> this is a long study. Uh, but I really want to finish this up today because I want to get this published all online. And um, I'm going to go ahead and go to part four now, and uh, we'll, we'll see you shortly.